Welcome to the Summer Series of Politics and Psychology, where every Sunday we'll have special episodes of interesting interviews and fun conversations. If you are an activist, whether it's inside your home, in the community, or for our country, be sure to listen in, because for individuals like us, it's often hard to have a balance of our own self-care while we are out trying to save the world. So listen in to my interview on the Coffee and Convos with Liz show as I give easy ways to add and maintain life balance for yourself and all those that you love. So be sure to listen in. Welcome back, Coffee and Combo listeners. It is your host, Liz, and this is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and just really just people who are doing wonderful things, both locally and globally. And today, I'm really excited to have Dr. Renee Carr here. Uh, She is a political and corporate advisor, so I just cannot wait. I have like a thousand questions, so welcome, Dr. Renee. Thank you so much, Liz. I'm excited to be here. Yay. And, you know, I like to welcome people by asking what I call my coffee and combo question, which is, are you a coffee or a tea person? What is like your favorite cup? Okay. Very great question. (laughs) I'm actually a tea lover, but mainly tea lattes. And my favorite drink is London Fog, whether I have it iced or hot, I pretty much just have uh, London Fog every morning. However, I really, really am always eager to try iced coffee whenever I go and see a food truck or a Mm. new cafe. So I really love the experience of trying coffee, um, medium roast, by the way. But um, (laughs) but I usually just stick to if I really, really had to choose what I would want, I would always go for a London Fog. London Fog is just a really good cup. It's like clean and smooth. Mm-hmm. Oh, like mm-hmm. it's just comforting. <laughs> Such yes, a good tea. And it's good if you're an overachiever because then you get to have your tea with the black mm-hmm. tea. You get to have your caffeine in the morning. You have your milk, which is your protein, a little bit of fat to keep you full. And I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat for breakfast. So that's yes. really what I just have for breakfast. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only way I can make sure I make myself eat is, and I've been having maybe like a tea latte for breakfast, maybe for like four years every day. It's like, I can make sure I make myself eat. Oh, I love that. So I will not feel <laughs> guilty if I just have tea in the morning because then you yeah. have the protein and everything. So I love that's that. That's right. <laughs> and when I get really fancy, I might have, if it's summertime, I will mix it with a, a probiotic or high um, active yogurt when I'm mix, making it cold. Ooh. And that way I feel very multi-purposeful. So another tidbit, if you want to use that. I certainly am already dropping mm-hmm. some, <laughs> some nuggets for us. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Renee, please share, you know, uh, you are the problem solver. What yeah. does that mean? How did you get started being a political and corporate advisor? Please share your story. Okay, so the problem solver is first beginning with me being a nerd. And so I really love to learn. I also get bored easily. And so I have a multiple, you know, um, academic background. I have five degrees. And so when it comes to people having a problem, Mm -hmm. I'm usually able to solve it just because of my background and also because of my passion for serving. 
And mm-hmm. when it came to me looking to identify the highest use of my best gifts, it was always at a higher level and solving higher problems or bigger problems like social issues and definitely mm-hmm. social issues at the state or national level. And so I really kind of got into it. I wouldn't say accidentally because I do believe in purpose. Um, right. It just wasn't it wasn't clear as it was happening. I just kept going to school and school and school. But when I when I would get into situations where I'm on camera or I'm being an advisor for a TV show or a movie, you're always in the in the green room with other famous people or higher mm-hmm. profile people. They're asking you questions because it's just you sitting there with some snacks. And so you're um, you're talking to them. Um, they you know end up trusting me or right, right. I would have people on my sorority and they're like, oh, hey, this person needs this. And we know that, that you can figure it out because you know everything. And so then I'll go and I'll, you know, figure it out. So then I got into um, from being in media and then being a psychologist, not feeling as if I was helpful in a traditional counseling session because I would just have one person at one time and then my three o'clock would be the next same issue. And so Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let me, I just have just a radio show or if I'm just more on TV, I can solve everyone's problem with just that one hour. And so just kind of, you know, exposure from that, getting into politics, people saying, oh, well, you're really good with words. You helped us win this um, high profile uh, legal case because of your messaging and your detail. Can you help me win this campaign? Oh, okay. Well, now I'm in office. This is the issue I have. What do you think about this? And just continuing to grow from there. Oh, I love that. And it makes me really excited because you looked at your skill set and said, okay, well, what can I do? How can I maximize my desire to help people? And I think that is so incredible Mm -hmm. and really interesting when people are able to think outside the box and create their own space to help others. So again, it's really fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. It definitely wasn't easy because I'm Um, Even when I was in school, I didn't really have advisors who they were great at psychology and Mm -hmm. either academia or practice, but all the things that I was doing, I I kind of had to learn on my own and made a lot Mm -hmm. of mistakes, but I just kept going because I kept feeling like, okay, well, this, I can't stop here and well, this isn't it. So I just kept going until I realized what I really, really felt most fulfilled and what I saw the most impact in. Mm, Absolutely. And you know, you mix the psychology to solve problems and create impact, you know, um, what are some ways that, you know, for those who are listening, they're like, ah, I can't create impact. You know, Mm. how do you encourage people to create impact? You can definitely create impact. As long as you are alive, you are there for someone else to benefit from your existence. The problem is when you come into thinking, okay, well, I can't do what I think someone else says I should be doing when Mm. I accept someone else's assignment for my life or someone's final decree for my life, meaning, well, you should do this or, well, no, you shouldn't do that. You're not good at that. So they may have people who will love you and want to keep you safe, but they may not know what you really have in your heart. So look at what's truly in your heart, recognize that you're alive because you do have value in our society. And then what's something that you actually enjoy doing that you can also do to help someone else. It may just be a crossing guard or it may be transportation legislation. It may Mm -hmm. be you helping to keep a neighborhood clean 
or maybe you helping to create equitable economic neighborhoods where everyone can thrive and live in viable housing with no food deserts or with a lack of food in certain neighborhoods. So wherever you're comfortable, whatever your personality style is, that's given to you for a reason so that mm -hmm. you can uniquely address a population that someone, for example, I couldn't address. So mm -hmm. my mom is against example <laughs> of someone mm -hmm. who wants the best for you, but doesn't really understand what your unique calling may be. So I'm always, of course, my mother and parents would always say, oh, you're so bossy. You'd always be telling everyone what to do, which was true. Yeah. But, <laughs> but my mom would always say, oh, you're really, really good with kids. You should be a counselor for kids because you're always telling everyone what to do. You're always giving everyone assignments and homework. Um, so you should do that. And yes, I am good with kids, but I cannot stand thinking at such a smaller level. It mm -hmm. takes me so much effort to try to break it down. And so... Yes, teaching kids is good. Yes, me being a psychologist is good. But if I wasn't created to work with children, maybe you are someone who works well right. with children and you have that patience and you like making everything elemental and seeing people grow because we need those kind of things. So don't focus on what someone else should tell you, even if they're coming to you from a place of love, even if it's a good thing to do. Focus on what you truly have a desire, a passion or enjoyment for what you are gifted at doing and go from there. Absolutely. Um, oh, that makes me like so excited because, you know, when you talked about finding, you know, the thing that makes you happy and that you're good at really kind of like that tailored um, approach. And I really believe in that because I feel so often we try and copy what someone else is doing or right, to do right. it all. And then, we don't have the same successes or we get burnt out or tired. And I think if we spent more time focusing on, okay, what is it that you like? What is your unique skill? How do we blend that? I think people mm -hmm. would feel and would be so much more um, productive and successful. And if you also recognize, take it literally, you are mm -hmm. not only one in a million, you are one in a billion. Yeah. And if you are one in a billion, you're special and you have a special purpose that maybe no one else has ever done. So mm -hmm. you can do it. Absolutely. It, you know, kind of makes me think about local activism and, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes, so I'm in a place that I guess we're considered a city, but it operates kind of like a small town. And an issue that I always see is you have the same people helping in doing all the issues, right? So then right. they get burnt out. And I think sometimes they don't feel fulfilled because you're doing something because it's like, if I don't put my hand to it, it won't get done. So now it's mm -hmm. like, you're burnt out. You're also not feeling fulfilled because you're trying to do everything. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, have you ever helped activists or like on the community level, people kind of find what is their thing that they can do to create change, if that makes sense? Yes. So usually if you're trying to do everything, it's because you may have a little bit of controlling traits, but mm -hmm. you also you also may be someone who cannot say no. So you may mm -hmm. have a people pleasing mentality. You may have a very big heart and you want to save the world. So I try to tell individuals that you are not meant to do everything or be everything to everyone. That's so right. <laughs> if, you do that, if you do that, you're going to be burnt out and can't help anybody. So choose the things that not only do you do well, one, but two, you actually enjoy doing. And three, what will have the biggest impact? 
So if you right. only had five hours a day, what is the one thing or the role that has those three things that you can do? Because whenever you're living for a life of high impact and high influence, the only way you will be able to have an outcome that remains or an impact that is massive is if you are able to live long and be mm -hmm. healthy. And if you have to also enjoy it, I always say that enjoyment and happiness in what you do is your kickback for continuing to, um, and your reinforcers for continuing in that work. So if you can't stand it and if you're burnt out, naturally you're going to stop doing it. So mm -hmm. focus on those three things and that will be the area that you should focus on. Oh, again, I, I love that because, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, activism, you know, our activists in the, in the past and like how, especially a lot of the African-American female activists of the past, like Fannie mm -hmm. Lou Hamer and all these people, right, did amazing work. But some of them died a lot, very young and had a lot of illness because, you know, I think it's so important that we take care of ourselves and That's it's right. the work that we all do is important. But if our loved ones can't enjoy us, if we can't enjoy it, then it's like, what's the point? Right. And I love how you right. kind of talk about this holistic approach of, you know, again, making sure that you're OK so that you have that longevity within this career where you often don't see the, the results of your labor for a long time. So I, I so appreciate that message. Yeah. So you may not see the outcome for a long time, but are you enjoying what you're doing today? Do you right. wake up feeling fulfilled or do you wake up with dread, with nausea and diarrhea? If mm -hmm. that's the case, you're doing it all wrong or you're in the wrong area. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, in trying to help people create change, do you ever encounter resistance where people don't kind of buy in? You know, like, how do you how do you get people to see that, like, listen, there is power in using psychology mm -hmm. and, you know, that, you know, you know what you're talking about. How do you deal with that resistance? Right. Yeah, I get a lot of resistance all the time because I deal with people who are very high profile, which means they have mm -hmm. very high egos. And, mm -hmm. and I also deal with a lot of men. So mm -hmm. people, you know, men are not as always interested in listening to what a female has to say and right. often sometimes not a black female. Correct. And so usually what happens is, well, I have the situation and I don't know who else to talk to. So it's pretty much things have hit rock bottom or you're really trying to avoid that happening. And so someone referred you to me because they trusted me and they saw outcomes. And then that's, that's usually the main way. Or it right. might be that they are innovative and they're creative. We met at a cocktail party or a receptionist. And then they're like, oh, I never thought about that. So it really is, I've always found that me being able to help people at a bigger level and to reduce their resistance is because they were already referred to me from someone else or because mm -hmm. they met me casually like mm -hmm. at a cafe. And then I was you know, helpful to them and I you know, and then it kind of went from there. However, I have still had, even with that, I'll get into, you know, their administration or their, you know, corporate workplace, give them all the best ideas and they still don't follow it. And I don't like it when, yes, you gave me all this money. Yes, this is good, you know, for branding for me and good for you to show that you're being innovative. But I don't like feeling like, yeah, but we didn't do anything here. Like right. and we just spent all this time and now you either got the voters hopeful 
and you didn't follow through on your promise, or you got your employees or your executive level staff ready for change, but yet you don't implement it or you don't stick to it. So mm-hmm. to me, as a high achiever, that's very frustrating. And that's actually one reason why I went to um, higher profile people who would just make the decisions and we're talking about it, boom, you're going to do it. Not where, okay, we're talking about it, not even put it up to my supervisor, or now you go up to that chain of command, chief of staff. So like, let me just talk with you. But even at that point, they can still not implement it. And that's frustrating. And that's when I have to understand that I cannot control or make anyone do anything. But mm-hmm. what I can do is to do my best, work excellently with the gifts, time, and um, challenge that I've been given to help them solve. And it's ultimately ultimately up to them, whether I'm doing traditional counseling like I used mm-hmm. to do, right. or whether I'm trying to solve a, a global issue like the pandemic. I can't make anyone do anything, but I could just at least give them the knowledge and the tools and the trust that when it all falls out, you can just come back to me and we'll start over. Absolutely. Uh, again, I, I love how you touched upon, right? Part of that is relationship building, right? Again, like you referenced, mm-hmm. you know, if you're referred or you meet someone, you know, focusing on that relationship building. Some of it is focusing on like, listen, I have proven metrics that I know what I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But then also like in you talking about, you know, you can only present the information. I think that is so freeing. I think so often we try to communicate about an issue until the person is a believer, but Mm -hmm. like sometimes you can do all the right things and they still not hear you. Right. Right. When I was in my doctoral program, um, I was working on a sexual trauma unit and -hmm. it was for military sexual trauma. So to me, this is a very important issue. I feel right. it's a residential program. So we are with the um, the patients or the residents all day, you know. So I was working with them. I was always available and not eating, you know, not mm-hmm. taking breaks, trying to just drink vitamin shakes. And I ended up passing out um, at, at the mall over the weekend, not mm-hmm. this weekend, but back then. Right. And so when I um, came back, I was so upset to see that all of my patients were still alive. No one committed suicide. No one was cutting or trying to escape the program. And my supervisor, my clinical supervisor was like, well, Renee, why are you upset? And I was like, because I've been not eating because I felt like if I wasn't there for them, if I didn't listen, if I didn't figure out the best way to help them with their problem, that they weren't going to make it. Mm -hmm. And he told me, Sometimes you're only there to plant a seed. You're right. not there to water it. You're not there to make it grow. And then you're not there to trim it or then do any type of horticultural landscaping. You're just planting a seed. And you being in the hospital, you were out for seven days because mm-hmm. you were so sick because of not eating and working constantly. He said, this is a VA. No one is here all day <laughs> except for you. Even your supervisor, even the, the, the director of the VA is gone. And you're mm-hmm. the only one who's still here. And I was like, and he said, oh, that's because I was being committed. And I want to make sure they know that I care. He said, yeah, but they're still alive. Mm-hmm. And so that was a very um, health complicated way for me to understand that what I'm doing now, yes, I would love to see significant, magnificent change, but sometimes I may only be responsible for being the seed bearer. Mm, absolutely. 
absolutely like and how freeing for so many people mm-hmm. would that be if they just like listen like it it's it's not your job to be superman superwoman to do it all right. do right. the thing right whether that is and sometimes listen we don't know if we're the planter the waterer or the harvester but really i think it goes back to finding that balance. And I think, right. you know, again, if so many of us, and you know, me included, find that balance, you know, I, I think it's, again, really important that we recognize, um, even in the, the the space of whether you identify as an activist, um, uh, activist, a community organizer, to take care of yourselves. And, and right. so often I see people in the community taking care of everyone else, and they mm-hmm. don't take care of themselves. And that's, that's you know, really sad. And, you know, if you're an activist, you're very passionate, you're very self-initiating. So you want to see significant change, but mm-hmm. sometimes you might just be the one link that mm-hmm. can be a very strong, unbreakable link to something or someone else. Mm-hmm. And to be and to recognize that I'm gonna be the most powerful link where I am, rather than spreading out and diluting my power. And then I can't really accomplish anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any thoughts or like strategies on how can someone evaluate all that they're doing to make sure that they are being that strongest link? Well, I would first think about what is your motivation for doing or considering what you're going to do? If you're only doing it because someone else told you to do it, or it seems like a good idea, but it's not what you really love to do then your intention and your motivation will already come from an unhealthy place. It won't have a significant return on your investment. So you won't have a lot of happiness and then you won't stay in it and you won't do your best. You won't be willing to put in the long hours to do your best because you want to just clock in and clock out. So first, what is your motivation? Why are you doing it? And then two, when you're in it, then think about, okay, well then how can I add the most value by again? Why am I doing this? Am I happy doing it? Am I able to choose the best use of why I'm doing this and getting fulfillment? And then can I see like an actual outcome that I enjoy? Mm-hmm. So thinking about, mm-hmm. yeah, thinking about all the ways of, it could be, you know, again, a, a bakery or, you know, focusing, bringing down the, you know, GMO wheat legislation. So it has to be what's, whatever is important to you. And what can you see the highest impact with the time that you have, but also mm-hmm. having a balance? So if it's just that one day, then every Monday, if this is what you're doing, then I'm going to get the maximum out of enjoyment and impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and again, I, again, I, I really um, have been thinking about like sustainability. And I think those mm-hmm. are really healthy ways to be sustainable. Um because it, it's a lot, right? Like I think right. um, in thinking about all the things in this world that need to be changed, right? This right. is a long-term endeavor, right? And so being right. able to create habits for yourself that are sustainable so that you are able to enjoy life and also meet that need of, of creating change and doing all the things that you love. Um, so again, I, I really appreciate all of, of that knowledge and how you're bringing everything together. Thank you. And also you have to remember that it may not, you know, if you're like me, you might get bored just doing one thing all the time, Mm -hmm. but then what is that one area or Mm. what is the combination of those one or three things that you can do as a joint product or a joint service that can then have the greatest impact? 
So think about it again, I guess, because, you know, coffee and conversations. So I may want to just be a coffee distributor or do mm -hmm. I also want to have a coffee distributor of hot coffee as well as making coffee pods with protein so there can be a benefit to it and, mm -hmm. and lower sugar levels. Or it could be, I don't want to do anything other than package it up and sell it to the grocery stores and they do the rest. Mm -hmm. So it could be that one thing or that one area, but then you're making a combination that best suits your personality and your gifts and what can give you enjoyment and freedom in doing it. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, but I also love it because you talk about that enjoyment. And even yes. though this work is sometimes sad and again, you're not able to, to help those, there should be a level of enjoyment um, in all that we do um, because it, again, it, it is hard work. And my dissertation was also in happiness. So I'm very much, I'm very much into identifying what leads to happiness, what leads to unhappiness, and also recognize that there is not a, you're either happy or you're unhappy, or you're not happy and then you're depressed. There mm -hmm. is a continuum in between. And there's also personality styles that are more likely to be happier than others. There's also different things that you can do from your behaviors to your mindsets. So I'm a very big proponent of happiness because whenever you're happy, you can be a better contribution to society or a better mm -hmm. contri contributor to society so that you'll continue to do it. You'll be healthy in doing it and you won't just be running to get to retirement or just doing a job just to get a check for your selfish survival needs. But mm -hmm. think more altruistically or more outside. Okay, well, I'm going to get a check or I'm going to get paid, but I'm also going to enjoy what I do. And if I enjoy it, it's enjoyment, it's impact, and I happen to get paid doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in thinking about that, what is something that makes you happy about what you do as an advisor? Well, I really enjoy knowing that I am able to be, if nothing else, a source of honest advice. Mm -hmm. And I have no political or corporate motivations other than making sure that I am being honest with you, even if you don't mm -hmm. like what I'm saying. I really enjoy knowing, knowing that I can truly be a trusted advisor who can give you intelligent advice <clears throat> that's unbiased and that is for your best needs or your best outcome as well as for your audience. I love that. I love that. And again, I am so inspired by all the things that you have talked about thus far, and I mm -hmm. cannot wait to hear more. You know, where can people, you know, learn more about what you're talking about? Do you have any mm -hmm. upcoming speaking engagements or books or anything like that, that we can stay connected with you? Yes. Well, you could definitely follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Renee Carr, D-R-R-E-N-E-E-C-A-R-R. Also, I have a podcast, Politics and Psychology. I guess a quick way to, would be to find it on YouTube or on any of your podcast platforms. Or you might see me on the news and, you know, whatever your local area is responding to a particular issue. But those are some of the easiest ways to find me. I love that. Um, again, keep doing all the great and wonderful work um, that you are doing. Do you have any last words before I ask my final question? Yes, I would also want people to understand that your impact is needed, especially in our society where it has become so individualistic, meaning mm -hmm. everyone focusing on just how can I be famous or insta-famous mm -hmm. or how can I get likes or how can I have my agenda or my 
outrage just be expressed and not really having anything of substance to it. So if you can really focus on, okay, well, how can I help make our society better by using my best gifts or by being willing to speak out against what's not true and being able to speak out for what is true, then if nothing else, you being another truth speaker can greatly mm -hmm. contribute to our society becoming a much better place for everyone. Absolutely. Again, valuable words and, you know, listeners, again, take all of it, find a thing that you can do to create change. And because again, you are valuable. And, you know, again, that's another ripple in this pool of change. So absolutely wonderful words, Dr. Renee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. And again, thank you everyone for even listening to me. So I'm very grateful for that as well. Absolutely. Now, Dr. Renee, I have my last question, which is what's in your cup? And this is what I, when I ask people, what are like two or three things that you need to add to your day to have it be just extra special, wonderful, all the things. And so as you think mm -hmm. of your answer, I will give you mine. So okay. I think I will add to my cup, um, definitely in listening to all your words, I feel like wisdom, wisdom in, you know, reevaluating all the things that I'm a part of. Where do I need to expand? Where do I need to prune? Um, so I definitely am adding wisdom to my cup. Mm -hmm. um, nature I'm adding to my cup because I just feel like I want to just, it's kind of a mm -hmm. cool day, but wanting to just have some outside, whether that's just sitting and having a cup of tea, going for a walk, but definitely nature is going to give me that extra boost. Mm -hmm. um, and then cleaning. I don't, my, my environment's a little cluttered. And so that's a little bit of the practical that will help me be productive, but also have some self-care. So for me, for me to have a really good rest of my day, I need to do some cleaning, have some wisdom and have some nature time. Dr. Renee, mm -hmm. what about you? Well, I, um, I do think a lot and I do journal. So I'm always, you know, writing things and trying to be better each day. But what I can say is I can add to my cup more social time that's not purpose oriented because that is a challenge that I have. So yes, we may go to an event, but I'm the one planning the event. So it's a girl's night and I'm planning it. Like it's always something yeah. that I'm, you know, it's become a project. So which of course I love doing it, but I do need to relax more and let other people um, be able to take the reins instead of me always doing something. And I guess the other thing would be just continuing to go back to read my journals so I could recognize either how far I've come or to stay in alignment rather than sometimes getting so caught up in a crisis or solving a situation and then maybe not staying true to what I really want to focus on. I think that would be helpful is continually reviewing my journals, what I wrote, my lessons learned, and then having more fun on top of it. Mm, I love that. Again, just that holistic approach. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Again, thank you, Dr. Renee and listeners. Remember to think about what is it that you need to do to add to your day, to have it be just extra fantastic and, and full of wellness. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of my interview on the Coffee and Convos with Liz show. And as you heard, I just gave information and advice, not only to you, but also to myself, so we can be united together and not only saving the world, but also taking care of us and our bodies and our mental wellness so we can do a much better job to others, to those we care about or to the issues we care about, whether you're an activist for one person or for one country. 
Thank you to everyone for joining this Politics and Psychology Summer Series. And I look forward to meeting with you every Sunday this summer for these special episodes. Enjoy your summer. 